This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Kane in the pipe, oh, and it's yes. blocked! And it is going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown! It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good! We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the 2022 season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. Brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! It's week seven. Who dat? Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak on Inside Black and Gold. Bringing you the latest news and notes from this week and getting up for a short week on Thursday night football. Hopefully we get some more entertaining football that's been on these Thursday games. Two, two and four squads, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Glendale, Arizona. Jeff, it's been a, you know, a rough go still recovering from that Cincinnati Bengals loss. And it seems like there's also a lot of names still recovering on the injured list. Yeah, it hasn't been pleasant. These are two teams that are in very similar situations. Whoever wins this game is going to feel a lot better about themselves. And whoever loses this game is going to feel a lot worse. And there's no one better to dive into that with than Bo Brack. He is the host of the Phoenix Cardinals podcast. That's P-H-N-X Cardinals. And he talks about the Arizona Cardinals who play in Glendale, Arizona. It's a little confusing. It's a little confusing. But, you know. He'll get there. We'll talk about it. We're going to break down DeAndre Hopkins coming back. You know, they traded for Robbie Anderson, all that. He's going to get into it. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a weird week. There are a few players that the Saints should get back. And we're going to get into that a little bit. The most important one, in my opinion, Chris Olave has cleared the concussion protocol. And he has also been given the okay by the independent neurologist. That is what held him out last week. He had actually cleared all of his tests last week, but he had not been cleared by the independent neurologist. So he did not play. But here's what he had to say about playing this week. Yeah, I'm 100%. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be ready on Thursday. Uh, just taking it day by day. Uh, get better tomorrow and be ready on Thursday. 
Uh, it's been long. It's been a long process, a lot of tests. Uh, but they're just looking after me at the end of the day. Uh, I, I respect that. I respect the, the, how much care I got from, from the trainers and uh, taking the right steps in the right direction. I uh, felt like it was a, a good week, and I'm ready to get back to it. It looks like they're still going to be without Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry. They haven't gotten on the practice field yet. Uh, Deontay Hardy's obviously on injured reserve, so he's not an option. But getting Chris Olave back and at least have one of your top weapons, you know, that's only going to mean good things. And, hey, he's rested. Yeah, that's a huge positive, obviously. It's just so disheartening, I guess, still not to see, though, Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry even practicing or around this team right now. I feel like they're missing an action and, you know, I wasn't I wasn't expecting anything, honestly, this week. But like I've said before, I just wish we could just see their bodies in the building. So there's kind of that inkling that maybe they're close. At this point, I'm just counting the bodies that are there. And, <laughs> you know, it's not even worth talking about anymore like, until they get back on the field. Like, it's like, OK, they are not a part of the equation. Can the other pieces add up to a win? Right. The guy who is interesting to me is Peyton Turner because we haven't really seen him at all, but he did get back to practice this week. He's limited. He's been in the locker room. So I think, you know, I feel like it's unlikely today that he plays on Thursday. You know, if it was a, but if it was a full week, I would be, I would be wondering whether he'd be back. So maybe next week, maybe week, uh, what is it? So this would be week seven. So maybe week eight for him. One guy we saw in the locker room today, you know, there's a lot of injuries to keep track of. One guy we saw in the locker room today was Adam Troutman. You know, he had that ankle injury. It looked really bad, and he went off the field. It was like a non-contact injury, so anytime that happens, you're like, oh, man, like, you know, what is it? You know, he got his ankle retaped. He actually went back in the game, but then, you know, it must have just been too much, and he missed the end of that game. But, you know, he's walking around. He doesn't have any brace or anything on that ankle. So you that's a good sign, even though he hasn't practiced yet this week. Yeah, I was really surprised, obviously, since, you know, we saw him. He went down, got carted off to the locker room, came back, got taped up in the injury tent, went back out there, then collapsed there on the field. So you kind of feared the worst. But yeah, seeing him today in good spirits, even though he didn't practice, but not having any kind of wrap or brace on that foot is a huge positive for that ankle. Another guy we did see too was uh, Trevor Penning walking around the locker room in an injury boot. And, you know, it sounds like his recovery process is going well and we could be seeing him sooner rather than later, as a quote from Dennis Allen loved to say. Yeah, well, not tomorrow. No, um, not tomorrow. This is a significant thing for him because I have seen him several times at the facility and in the locker room, but he had been riding one of those little scooters. You know, you put your knee on it and you scoot around. And so that means that you were not putting any weight on that foot. So that's that's why you would ride one of those things around. Yeah. So today, he was still in the boot. But he was just walking around normally, which means he has he has advanced to kind of weight bearing work. You know, he's still not doing any real rehab in terms of football stuff with that boot on. But the fact that he's now gotten to a point where he can walk around on it, you know, he's a big these linemen are big dudes, right? So three hundred pounds walking around on an injured foot, you know, obviously that's a that's a step that for a normal person, you might have a much easier time doing that than a three hundred pound offensive lineman. It's a lot of weight on it. He said that he's a few weeks out from getting back to work, which was always kind of the target, right? It was always kind of November when you were expecting to see him back. So that means that he is definitely on track for what you were hoping for, and that's a good sign. Hopefully they can get him back toward the end of the regular season. But there was one other guy on injured reserve that sounds like he's going to be put back on the active roster after this week. You know, he's returned to practice, and he could be eligible to come back Thursday if the Saints think he's ready. And that is cornerback Alante Taylor. He went on injured reserve after week two. So 
this would be kind of that four-week window where he can come back. So that's a good sign. He was talking in the locker room today, and anytime that happens, it's usually a pretty good indicator that you're close to coming back. Yeah, and I don't know exactly if he'll be ready to go uh, this week, but it would be a major positive if he could just because of the fact we still have corner Marshawn Lattimore still not practicing with his abdomen issue. And I, I don't I don't think he's going to end up playing even if we see him in a limited form on Wednesday at all, be just because, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be ready to go dealing with a bruised kidney, I believe, is what the reports are for a lot of work. I thought it was a spleen. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. One of those major organs. <laughs> it's an organ. You bruise an yeah. organ. And anytime you're bruising an organ, it means you got hit pretty hard <laughs> in the area of that organ. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I would be stunned if you see Marshawn out, out there. And so that's always the turnaround from Sunday to Thursday. You weren't ready to play on Sunday. It's usually, you know, tough to be ready to play four days later. Like what's really changed in four days? Um, but Chris Olave is an inter- a unique situation because he wasn't hurt. It was right. just a matter of when they said he could come back on the field. The interesting thing that he said, too, was that it's not his first concussion. He's actually had a concussion before. So that's just, you know, maybe he just has a very sturdy brain. But he did. He also did say that he went out. The lights went out for him on the field. Uh, so he was glad that they they gave him that touchdown, which he found out about in the locker room because he was already off the field by the time they finished that review. That's something to watch. I don't think that Elante Taylor would start, even if he is back. You're still probably going to see, I would bet money that you're still going to see Paulson Adebo and Bradley Roby, you know, splitting right. the field. And that is an interesting difference from when you have Marshawn out there versus when you have Roby and Adebo because you're not shadowing anyone. So you have, I think in this case, against the Bengals, Roby took the left side of the field and Adebo took the right side of the field. Now there are some advantages in that in you can get really comfortable um, in what you're doing and kind of the sides of your body that, you know, your steps are the same. You're not constantly changing them. So you can really kind of drill down on your technique on that side of the field. But what it does allow is for the other team to pick who is covering your top receiver, right? I think the saints would have preferred to have a Debo covering Jamar, right? And you kind of saw it throughout the game. They kind of split. And in yeah. that big moment late in the game, it was Roby. And that's why kind of dedicating a player to one side of the field, you know, is a bit of, is a bit more of a challenge because that means that they can put their best receiver on whichever cornerback they deem most susceptible. And I think that's what they did. And so this is a team that you're facing in the Arizona Cardinals getting DeAndre Hopkins back. So it's another situation where, you know, you're not shadowing anyone, so you they can choose who's covering him. And I have a feeling it's going to end up being Roby if they kind of if they don't kind of adjust their, their defensive coverages like that. But either way, getting Taylor back, getting Alante Taylor back is big for depth because I was terrified of what might happen if like one of those two guys went down and you were stuck with, you know, Chris Harris <laughs> on the outside. That's not what you want. Yeah, another positive for the secondary, too, on this injury report, the fact that uh, Marcus May, the safety who's been dealing with a rib issue, had been limited at practice. Of course, he did return to play last week, but now on Tuesday's injury report, at least, he was a full go, which is the lone 
player who was at least upgraded on this estimated injury report from Monday, which man, it, it's it's a mile long with 14 names on there. Yeah, well, and the the only the only saving grace is the Cardinals are in the exact same situation. Like they right. they don't I don't know who their running back is going to be, but uh, Daryl Williams and James Conner didn't practice either, and Eno Benjamin, who's their third string running back, is dealing with yeah. an injury. So you know this is a this is a Cardinals team that is not any better off, and we're going to hear a lot more about that from Bo Brack in the next segment. Um, but yeah, so obviously we went through this whole thing. We haven't even talked about the quarterback yet, right? Um, we do Amazingly. not know whether Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton is going to get the start. They are now both dealing with back injuries. They were both limited in practice. So, you know, the positive thing you can say there is the Cardinals also have no clue who's going to start at quarterback. But I will say, like, in in most instances, you would say, okay, well, Andy has a better chance to start because, as Dennis Allen said after the game on Sunday, Jameis isn't 100% healthy. Well, you know, in this case... Andy's also dealing with an injury and Andy played on Sunday and Andy is 35 years old. So you have to wonder, you know, is it whatever percentage Jameis is at, is that going to be a better option in terms of health than whatever Andy's at, you know, because that's a tough turnaround for anybody, let alone a 35 year old veteran quarterback. And I did think it was interesting what Dennis said after the game, which was he's not a hundred percent healthy Yeah, because what you hear from everybody throughout the course of a season is that you're no one in that locker room is 100% healthy, right? So he doesn't have to necessarily be 100% healthy to play. The question is, what percentage does he have to be at the play? And that's what I'm hoping to ask him about tomorrow if we ever talk to Dennis again. We got the coordinators today. Walking into practice today, I was almost wondering if I was going to see Taysom Hill in a red jersey with the quarterbacks. But no, he's he was still in a white jersey working with the offense. I will say that Jameis Winston appeared in very high spirits, higher than normal, dancing around, looked like he was moving well. But while we were getting shuffled out after our short little window of getting to see the team practice, it did look like Andy Dalton was taking your first team reps over over Winston, which it wouldn't surprise me, though, if Winston did take over uh, either in this game, if they were holding him out last week just to get him ready for this Thursday night game. It's It's been a lot, a really unpredictable with the Saints and how they've been doing some things. I'm really curious on how are they really waiting for Jameis, like Dennis Allen said, to be 100%. Because as you mentioned, there's nobody at this point in the season right now that is 100% healthy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would bet on Jameis starting. Thursday? Yes. Okay. Uh, that would be my that would be my guess. But I wouldn't be stunned if Taysom Hill ends up being the starting quarterback. <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, the one positive you can say about this is the Saints – there can't possibly be a book on the Saints yet because their offense could be so many different things. <laughs> and yeah, the, the problem is none of them are good, or at least none of them are like your peak that you'd want. But at least you can say that they're difficult to prepare for. Yeah, hopefully, I'd love to play the Seattle defense every week. Yeah, well, the Cardinals only scored nine points. I went on a Cardinals podcast uh, earlier in the day, and they were talking about like, oh, what do you think the Saints can do? And I was like, well... All I know is the Saints put up 30 more points than the Cardinals did against what I would argue was the worst defense in the NFL. Right. Um, so that's a decent sign for the Saints. <laughs> but yeah, n- neither of these teams are in a very good situation. We're going to get into a lot of that. One guy who I think is in good health and is in good spirits, and you're going to see a lot more of, is Rashid Shahid. He got one touch against the Bengals. He went 44 yards for a touchdown. To the um, house! You know, and didn't touch the ball again. He was involved, right? He did have a target early in the game 
Andy missed him, but I was able to catch up with Rashid in the locker room. Obviously, we played his interview the other day, so I was able to catch up with him again and kind of talk about that play. And uh, here's what he had. Congrats on your first touchdown. You know, what happened on that play? Uh, Well, it was a play. It was a fly sweep and the exact play that we've been practicing all week, and it looked exactly the same out on the field. Um, You know, Quez did a great job of um, getting his guys' eyes and coming down and cracking on the safety. And from that point, it was just, you know, just run. And I made two cuts and, you know, plays like that it's just it's key that you know the other team guys just do their job and all they have to do is run so it's, it's cool. it, it seemed like that that handoff you know when you're trying to get that is it like is the goal to make it as just seamless as possible like he turns and it's like right in your hip right yeah exactly it's just a quick little a little turn yeah. of the hip bone and you know he just he gives it to me um it was it was weird kind of getting the handoff just because it was my first one you know in, in the nfl game and um, but it was like I said, it was exactly how we practiced and like, moved smooth. So yeah. it's perfect. That's got to be a dream, right? Like your first touch in an NFL game, you're in the end, or at least yeah. you know, obviously it was the kick return, but on offense, yeah. you know, that, yeah. like did that kind of go through your head when, <laughs> when that was happening? Honestly, when it was happening, nothing that much was going through my head. I kind of yeah. just just blacked out. Um, you know, I got to the sidelines and then I was like, "Whoa, that really just just happened." But it was it was a really cool experience. You know, all my teammates were excited for me when I got back to the sideline in this moment. I'll never forget. For yeah. Sure. You know, and obviously, you know, going forward, you know, how did you feel everything in kick return went? Right, yeah, absolutely. I think it went good. Um, there are some things I think we kind of left out on the field a little bit, but, you know, just little things we cleaned up and, you know, big plays will happen. And I'm definitely expecting that going forward. Rashid is a guy who you want good things to happen for because he's like the nicest person in the world. And so it was cool to see him get that. You know, that's like a dream. As like I asked him, it was like it's people dream about coming into the NFL and touching the ball for the first time and just breaking all the way to the end zone. Like that doesn't happen. Like that's a really cool. It's a shame that it had to happen in a loss. And you can tell like, you know, it's always funny because he wants to be excited about that. He wants to get like, like, yeah, you know, except it was a loss. You can't get too happy. But for him, that's got to that had to have been the coolest moment. You know, you you always hear that speed kills, and speed definitely runs in his family. Mom, dad, and both sisters are track stars. So, and I, I supposedly the youngest is the fastest of them all. Yeah, and I think Rashid did track at Weber State too. I I think I've been saying yeah. Weber State wrong. I think it's Weber State, and I've been saying Weber State ever since I heard of Damian Lillard. But it's Weber State. Fun fact. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that it happened for him. You know, it kind of shows you a glimpse of what his athleticism can do in this offense. And it's going to be on Pete Carmichael to get creative and find ways to incorporate him in the offense. Obviously, he's going to be involved in the kick and punt return game. I think it's, it's inevitable that he returns a punt for a touchdown. At some point, you know, it's only a matter of time when you, you can see you can see the ability, you can see the speed. And so, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a guy to keep watching and hopefully he can add, you know, especially in a week where you don't have a lot of your weapons at wide receiver. Hopefully he can have add some of that field stretching. Obviously, you have Chris Olave back, so he's going to do a majority of the field stretching. But, you know, you're going to need Chris Olave in the intermediate parts of the field without Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry. So maybe maybe that'll help in terms of, you know, he can do some clear outs over the top and allow Chris Olave to, to get some work in. But I think that's going to wrap up that segment for us. We're going to come back. We're going to have Bo Brack, host of the Phoenix PHNX Cardinals podcast and Arizona Cardinals reporter. And we're going to get more of that. And I also want to talk about Taysom Hill and his role and what Pete Carmichael had to say about it. Stick around on Inside Black and Gold, brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. 